Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined on the phone by JP Ong and Jeff Howie from the SGX. Both of them are safely ensconced at home, uh, although I use the word safely rather generously. <laughs> the markets across the region actually look uh, like they're in happier moods. Uh, most before the lunch break were up by varying degrees of up. The Straits Times Index also doing showing pretty strong um, reactions to. I'm not even sure what. What was it? Guys, tell me. Was there right. good news? So yes. let me start this off. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, let me just uh, lay this out. It's mm. very, very good for the Straits Times Index across the region. The, the, the table is very plentiful right now. The Straits Times Index is up by about 1.5%. So we're looking to end the week, not just on a good note, but on a bit of a bang right now. 2,650 is where we're sitting. Uh, about $746 million Singapore dollars in total value turnovers. Again, a little bit thinner than we saw in, Mar- in the averages in March, but nevertheless, it's healthy. Keep in mind, March was marked by a lot of volatility. So activity then was also very much elevated, whether it supported the buyers or the sellers. So this is a good picture for the SGX so far today, um, or for the Straits Times Index. Across the region, there's also a lot of reason for, or markets are finding a lot of reasons to actually um, jump for joy. The Nikkei 225 up by 2.7% out in Tokyo today. The ASX 200 also trading 1.5% in the green. Shanghai, Shenzhen also seeing gains of about 1%, give or take here. The Korean cost, we take a look at them, actually. Seoul is, is uh, rejoicing today. The cost is up by 3.2%. And the Hang Seng also up by about 567 points. That sees the Hang Seng rising by 2.4%. It's a sea of very, very strong uh, palm greens, at least, for many markets. But this is despite the fact that, again, the COVID-19 pandemic continues to weigh on the minds of many also. But I think it's also um, because the markets are taking some optimism from uh, U.S. President Donald Trump outlining that they, are, they have outlined a three-stage process, a staggered process, by which they can determine if or when they can start reopening the U.S. economy in phases. And if you start to lift some of these restrictions on the world's largest economy, this also um, lifts the uh, sentiment for markets. We're hoping that, they, that, uh, that activity goes back there. Keep in mind, a lot of factories in Asia have been affected by this, too, because the U.S., a, a major cluster for many of these uh, factories here, including here in Singapore, for one, um, they've been affected by a decline in demand. So if the U.S. starts to rev things up, the sooner they can get things back up and running, it starts to bode well for some of the economies here. Keep in mind, too, also that China's GDP numbers came out today, 6.8% in the red, or a contraction. It's the first time they saw an economic contraction since they started keeping records in 1992. But the Chinese ministry has said that, you know, that they are expecting a sharp rebound in the second quarter. Industrial production actually slowed down by just 1.1% in March. So there are some signs that maybe China can get up back up off the ground. And here in Singapore, how about this for a surprise? The non-oil domestic exports in, May, in March, actually, everyone was expecting a big 9% decline. It actually grew by 17.6%. So that was a bit of a head-scratcher. And we'll welcome this as probably the best news we can have on our local shores. But it does have people scratching their heads. So, well, how did we outperform things? Enterprise Singapore has said it's because we are coming off a low base from March of last year. But there's also strong uh, uh, performance, at least, 
from the pharmaceutical sector, which saw pharmaceutical exports jump by almost 50% in March. So there's at least a lot of reason, and it's not hollow to see why sentiment in Singapore has been supported, at least for the at least for today. And it's going to be a very good win, at least. It should make most investors here happy, at least for the Friday session. Jeff, do you agree with that assessment? Is that what's driving the positive sentiment? Yeah, look, the, the Nordex was interesting because, again, uh, this is the second month in a row that the number has come in much higher than consensus. We saw that uh, also last month. Um, so... We, that, that, that's getting to be a common theme. But look, a lot of the gains uh, this week have been building. Funny enough, despite being closed on Good Friday, uh, we did open on Monday morning, very similar to that Thursday close. And the momentum's been up um, significantly through the course of the week. So the STI is up pretty much 3% over, over, the, uh, over the four and a half sessions we've had this week. And that has been helped, of course, uh, by the region and by the US because we've seen our ASEAN neighbours keep in pace with us uh, this week as well, which we hadn't so much seen um, earlier this year as, as we had uh, been slightly more defensive than ASEAN with the US dollar's exposure. Uh, and the US dollar, of course, is it's seeing its volatility normalise a lot more, heading back towards that at 5% annualised volatility level, near 7%, uh, much lower than its 20% high on 27 March. But today is very strong. Um, the, the, the key reason is REITs are driving the market today. We've had uh, significant announcement this morning, uh, new measures for S-REITs uh, with the Ministry of Finance, IRIS and the MAS, um, the three key parties, uh, jointly announcing a some new measures for the S-REITs, which, which are basically going to provide more flexibility to manage their cash flows and raise fl- funds in the, in the next uh, 12 months or so. So, Well, I should say the next uh, nine months or so. The, the distribution uh, of that 90% taxable income, uh, it's now been, uh, it has a deadline of three months, but it's been extended to 12 months, so they have more time to, uh, to basically fulfill that tax transparency um, requirement. And, and secondly, as, all the, as, as well, the leverage limit is being raised up to 50%. It was previously 45%, um, which will provide much more headroom uh, for, their, uh, for their balance sheet um, uh, for, the, for, for the balance sheet flexibility, and also uh, you've got um, another point: um, implementation of a new minimum interest coverage ratio. Of uh, I, I think the proposed um, uh, was going to be 2.5 percent, but that's going to be deferred. So we had uh, deferment of that implementation of the the interest coverage ratio, the leverage limit being uh, raised to 50 percent, and key uh, the key point having that distribution of 90 percent taxable income deadline extended for 12 months after the end of FY20. Uh, so, we've, of course, we've seen REITs really strong today. That, that brings, I think, the S-REIT index gain for the week to, uh, to up 8%. Okay, so now the REITs here in Singapore are always very favoured by investors. These new measures announced, they're going to definitely favour those REITs. Um, how are they performing today, JP? Let's talk about the REITs, and yeah, Jeff is right, a lot of them are smiling from some of these easing measures, uh, if I may call them that, from the MAS. They are going to make it easier for them to distribute some of these distributions. And, of course, as we know, everybody, including the REITs, cash conservation or making sure you've got the buffers to withstand a lot of these um, uh, challenges is going to be king. So let's take a look at how some of these REITs are doing. Capital and Commercial Trust, one of the best-performing REITs also in the space now. They're up by 4.6%. 
You've got the likes of Suntech REIT actually trading 7.6% in the green. They're up to $1.42 a unit right now. Uh, uh, you've got the, the likes of um, Capital and Malkus also trading 6.2% higher. And you've got the Maple Trees, Maple Tree Logistics Trust, uh, and Maple Tree Commer- uh, Commercial Trust, all strong. Maple Tree Commercial Trust looking particularly solid right now. They're flexing. We're up by about 5.7%. So there's gains to be had across many of these REITs. Now, look, this, this measure by the MAS, giving them more time to distribute 90% of that income, it could mean that there could be some uh, slowdown in distributions or you could see some of the delays. But at the moment, if this means that long-term, some of these REITs will have the cash to survive a lot of these things, it, will be, uh, in, it might actually bode them well in the long term. And that might be also why, one of the reasons why the REITs have been uh, doing quite well so far today. Definitely a, a, a big boost, at least, on the, back, on, the, on the part of regulators that's keeping them solidly in the green and among today's best performers. So are we going to be seeing this kind of exuberance on the market for the rest of the day? Uh, I, I think that much of the reaction is being priced in now uh, because that we did see uh, more than average uh, turnover in the course of the morning. So obviously investors were moved pretty quickly. Um, but I guess uh, um, just to also give a, a more broader medium-term perspective, you look at our, our three best-performing REITs of the IHS REIT index, uh, they've performed pretty well. Keppel DC REIT, these gains today bring its year-to-date total return to positive 16%. Parkway Life wow. is up positive 6%, and Ascendus REIT is down 1%. So there, there has been a lot of uh, variation per se, you know, from the hospitality and the retail REITs being more affected, uh, <coughs> CDL hospitality REIT, the, the least performing of the, of the REITs, I think down 40%. Uh, in the year to date, um, there is a great variation of REITs in there in terms of where they are exposed in the world with their regional revenues, their global revenues, uh, as you would expect, and obviously um, a, a, lot, a lot for investors to take in and focus on today. Okay, so today, Professor Teo Yik Ying from the National University of Singapore School of Public Health told us that enough time has passed for the majority of household transmissions to have occurred as a result of everyone staying home. Does this, in any way, this sentiment that maybe we're going to beat this COVID-19, we'll get it under control, and we might just open as planned on the 4th of May, does that have anything to do with the sentiments of the market today? Um, I think uh, on my part, I think it's a bit, uh, it's possible that that's uh, helping things out in the market so far today, but to bank again on a possible decline in infection or an expected decline in infection, it's a bit of a dangerous game because we've seen uh, these numbers. You're never really going to get it until you get the actual numbers. For instance, last night, we actually saw 728 new infections here in Singapore, granted most of them in the foreign worker dormitories. But uh, it, it, I would caution, I think, uh, folks to perhaps just uh, make sure that, you're, that, uh, that, that, you, that if you're trading on this particular sentiment, to be, uh, to be just a bit wary of it also because a lot of things can change. We've seen how unpredictable the pandemic actually is. There are signs of it starting to come down. But I think the big question now that everyone's going to watch out for is how China and eventually the United States, if they lift some of these uh, restrictions, could we actually see a resurgence in infection? Keep in mind, in Japan, Hokkaido had to declare a second a second state of emergency because of a sudden resurgence of cases out there. So it's not entirely um, uh, entirely uh, you know I guess uh, something that's uh, that's foolproof. But I think that if there is uh, if there are signs 
in the next couple of weeks that, yes, we've come, we, we might go down from 700 infections down to maybe 70. And this is just me being extremely hopeful um, that maybe this, this could actually lend a little bit more credence also to Singapore, because as you know, everyone here also is hoping that the circuit breakers can get lifted sooner rather than later. But a lot of this will always depend on what the health experts are telling us and also what the trends are with infections and deaths are. Okay, now this is going to be an interesting um, question for Mr. Howie, since you are at the SGX. Year to date, the SGX is, itself is performing quite well. well and I do, yeah. I, I, before, I, before we start, Jeff, I just wanted to highlight also that the SGX right now, I think of everyone on the STI, it is the only member on the straight side that is actually up and very strongly too, up by about 10% so far. Um, a lot of people are saying that during times of volatility, it seems that the SJX, which has a very, very strong derivative portfolio that many people don't know about, um, has been actually doing uh, lending a lot of support or a lot of positivity or upside, at least for the SJX. I was wondering if you could possibly comment on that. Well, look, there's, there's obviously a, a, a you know there's there's two sides of trading. There's risk and return, and the risk has obviously increased significantly, which is um, which, which has seen a lot of volatility in these global markets and global indices that that we have futures contracts on, and even in our own stock market, it just it's just meant that uh, investors have had to manage their risk, look at hedging and so forth. Uh, to uh, adjust, and as we are all, as we're all doing in in our everyday life, you know, adjusting your investment portfolios as well. We've seen, um, you know, we've seen we've seen a range of it. Yeah, um, in terms of net institutional inflows, you've got SGX at the top there, but you've also got Ascendus Street, you've got Venture Corporation, and even Capital Land has um, and ST Engineering are amongst the five stocks that have seen the biggest net institutional inflows and two of those stocks Capital Land and ST Engineering aren't amongst the best performers um, but then you also got long term investors as well JP and, and we've seen this with um, with our ETFs we've seen uh, new units created in uh, in our uh, STI ETFs as well as investors have looked to to um, to uh, to add to their positions in in the in the downward weakness. Uh, you know we had a good year for REITs last year. We talked about it a mm-hmm. lot. But in the first two months of this year, you saw um, retail investors basically marginal net sellers of REITs in the first two months. And then with the weakness we saw in March uh, and somewhat of the partial recovery we've seen since the 23rd of March, you've seen retail emerge as net buyers of REITs again. So you know you've got activity there with investors moving. Um, and readjusting, uh, you know, with, with, with what we're seeing in the market. But, you know, back, back to the kind of point in terms of, uh, you know, getting ready um, to to get going again and and, and lifting mm-hmm. lifting measures. Yeah, containment measures. Um, no, we. I mean, we we're at the same at the moment. I think um, you know, economic watchers are, are closely monitoring. <coughs> You know all these numbers as the Nodex comes came in again tonight because remember we are expecting GDP growth uh, to enter um, into that negative territory this year. I mean uh, to, we expect to to be confirmed, but anywhere between minus one to minus four percent, um, which means we will enter a recession. So we we you know we're seeing uh, we're just seeing you know we're going into earnings and we're seeing companies work together. Um, you know for the REITs um, for instance, uh, that was a very uh, it was a very timely. Uh, announcement this morning and, and you look at REITs ever since we've had them since 2002 they have been known for very strong proactive capital management they've also been known to um, strongly value their relationships with their tenants so uh, it's it's kind of 
interesting. We're, we're, we're kind of the, the interesting part of it per se is that we're seeing uh, all the stakeholders come together somewhat, and uh, even uh, even a number. You know, ever since remember Singapore Airlines a few weeks ago uh, announced they were providing those 300 care ambassadors to to fill some manpower gaps at the hospitals. We've also seen right. Yeah, and, and even the newer, smaller companies have been um, have been uh, working with solidarity measures and, and, and helping with fundings. You've seen Biolytics uh, roll out those rapid testing kits very quickly, and even recently, one even recently, I think our most recent listing, uh, AMTD uh, and the ASEAN Financial Innovation Network, they're rolling out fifty million dollar rescue fund for ASEAN fintech firms, firms affected by this. So, so there's. Um, you know that that's kind of a little bit more of the focus at the moment in terms of, as you ask Clarissa, where we're sitting at SGX. All right. Now I'm I'm hoping that uh, the exuberance and the uh, the happiness on the markets, both here on the Straits Times Index and across the region, does hold until the end of of trading days for each of us, because I think our traders need that uh, little bit of mental wellness. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's, keep, keep in mind, so, so we've got the SDI down 17% in the year to date, and there was a 30% drawdown down to that 2208 low on the 23rd of March. But keep in mind, from that 2208 low on the 23rd of March, the SDI has recovered 19%, 19%, uh, somewhat of a partial recovery since then. So as we say, there, there has been enough reason for uh, investors to rebalance and, and take stock of what's happening. All right. This is Market View Wrap on Money FM 89.3. On the phone with me, finance presenter JP Ong, as well as Jeff Howie from the SGX. Gentlemen, stay safe and stay home. This is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.